Maya, what the fuck is up? I thought you'd never ask. So much. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> uh, I have a sinus infection. <gasps> Ew. You might be able to tell. That sucks. By my extra nasally vibe. I can't today, but I could yesterday when you sent me that voice memo. I was like, mm, it's really, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. I sent you a voice memo like as soon as I woke up on a day that I stayed home sick from work. I was like, <laughs> I had a nightmare. <laughs> okay, but the sick nightmares are the worst because they're the wildest and the vividest. Oh my God. I was like, th- this is horrifying. And there's tr- ag- actual deep seated like things I need to work through in therapy in here. That doesn't yeah. usually happen. Bitch. I wake up sobbing from nightmares. You, but you, we've talked about this. My nightmares are like, you can't figure out how to tie your shoes and you're frustrated. Like, that's what my nightmares are normally like. Like, just like, un- there's no real reason to be upset. I get like gaslit in my nightmares. Like, people are gaslighting me. People don't usually talk in my nightmares either or in my dreams. I guess maybe they're not talking, but I'm getting vibes. <laughs> no, literally. Because you're like, so much happened, but that didn't, it didn't really happen. <laughs> but I sensed it. Right, it's like, and I didn't drive to that place. All of a sudden, I was in a different place. No, literally. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a sinus infection, which is like, you know, I <laughs> I went to quick care yesterday and I was describing my symptoms and I was like, I feel like I could sneeze forever. Or no, I was like, I feel like I could blow my nose forever. She's like, mm, mm-hmm. Did she pound on your face? No. She didn't, like, tap under on your, like, sinuses? No, they, like, asked. They were like, does your face hurt? And I was like, no. I hate it when they're like, does this hurt? And I'm like, yes, bitch, and you know it does. Or I'll be like, ooh, that hurts. And they're like, hmm. And they do nothing. They're like, they don't jot that down. <laughs> they don't, like. <laughs> they're just like, sure. <laughs> do they give you an antibiotic for a sinus infection? I can't yeah. remember. Okay. And speaking of antibiotic, um, I can't drink on an antibiotic, and I'm going to a wedding this weekend. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I've been to many a sober wedding. You'll be fine. Oh, I'm sure I'll be fine. I already had to be sober because I'm the baby wrangler, but. Oh, what are you wearing? My uh, vintage uh, black velvet high neck gown. Hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, sun pics. Very excited. Mm-hmm. Cute. What is up with you? Uh, Part of my family's in San Diego right now, and that's really rubbing me the wrong way. Because why, why am I not in San Diego right now? Did you want to go to San Diego for the military graduation? I wanted to go anywhere it was warmer for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> You're, like, You're not understanding. I'd like to leave here. Right. Like, I'd like to leave this astro plane i need barely an excuse <laughs> <laughs> i mean aren't they there for a while go book a book a spirit airline they get back this weekend why do you need them you know what you're right i'm just going to san diego leave for- tomorrow mooch off of their hotel whatever for two days you know what i mean i almost did sleep on the beach i was looking at flights i almost did yeah and i should have and next time i think i will I think you should. Ugh, my aunt's trying to get us to go on a cruise for spring break. People love cruises. Okay, but what's what blows my mind is we've never been a cruise family. Like my family has been a a cruise shit talking family for I would say generations. Maybe not generations. They had to get here somehow. But but that was that was for utility. That was just a boat. Exactly. That was embargo. And now we're trying to go for funsies. <laughs> funsies for who? 
Um, what's the spirit airline of cruises? All of them. <laughs> They're all bad. They're all infested. Uh, and like, you know, here's here's the here's the real rub. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I don't know if you should. You have an upset tummy, just as a naturally as a human. And cruises are a breeding ground for upset tummies. I also have, as previously discussed two minutes ago, hatred for this putrid cold weather. Ask just for the cash in hand. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'll fly down with y'all to Miami, stay there. I mean, why not? And then when you get back, we can just start the search party when the boat goes down. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not trying to get on a cruise. It just sounds corny, too. No, it is corny. Like, I'm not bringing clothes for a certain fucking dinner. You can go to hell. And nobody, a photographer is not taking a picture of me. I'm not participating in a game. And I'm not going into a pool on a boat. No. I'm not going to the movie theater on a boat. No. I'm not going to a teens only club. Okay, my my <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to the club at the resort. So like no. My aunt and my mom did go on a cruise that looked cool one time. What was it? I've gone on a lesbian cruise cuz no one would leave their rooms. I would not go on a lesbian cruise. Why not? I Good, more lesbians for me. <laughs> <laughs> My mom and my aunt went on a cruise in Europe down a river, and it was like a really small boat. And I was like, "Yeah, a European tiny cruise." Is it? That's like a float. Mm-hmm. It's a gondola. Exactly. Yeah, that's a houseboat. Yeah, I would I, literally. I would go on a tiny houseboat. I yeah. don't need to go on a boat of condos. I would go. Wait, what's that show that we? Um, Below Deck. The <laughs> Austra- have we talked about that on here? The Australian reality TV show that follows the crew of a essentially a houseboat yes bitch i wonder if the new season is out that girl that i worked with was on it we've got to watch we we have to tune i in. watched a couple episodes and it was just like boat jersey shore yeah and people who like didn't know the like industry so they were like d- like didn't know how to like serve people on a boat and people were like oh, i can't believe i know it's her first time serving on a boat but doesn't she know to batten down the hatches for meal times <laughs> and i'm like damn i wouldn't know to do that like <laughs> doesn't she know that the champagne pyramid is gonna fall over literally yeah i, I think we should watch it i wholeheartedly agree <laughs> yeah i'm not so speaking of corny vacations if i had to rank them i think i think cruises cruises maybe number one corny i think a resort vacation might be number two corny for me and then vegas but also you know who's gonna be in vegas who i've never wanted to go to vegas before okay david blaine bitch no because i'm gonna go doesn't he live in vegas he hasn't had like a residence residency i don't think until recently he posted it on instagram i saw honestly can i call yes i think like (laughs) nothing nothing anyone has ever said about vegas had made me want to go to vegas every time someone was like this is what i did in vegas this person's in Vegas. Didn't want to go. Did a blame? Yes. I'm in. Okay, I'm in. Count me in. For a whole different set of reasons other than the mu- musician, but I'm in. David Blaine, the musician? Magician, whatever. I told you I'm sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> what type of music would he make? Mumble rap. There's got to be some part of music in his show that's like, and wow, the rabbit is figuring out how to make his way out of the hat. Like, I don't know. I think he'd be a mumble rapper. 
Yeah, because have if you've never heard how David Blaine talks, he just like it's real low and slow, and you can't tell if he's mysterious or stupid. Okay, my corny vacations. Yeah, a Disney family vacation. Boo, corny. Okay, but family like with children, I think I can get behind. I think it's corny. Fair. Number two, Vegas. Vegas is so corny. Number three. I agree with you. A resort vacation is corny. I love it. <laughs> like, I'm in for that corn. That's mm-hmm. put me there. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it's like luxurious corn. Yeah. How do you feel? About. In general. Tired. Okay. How do you feel? Mm, like run ragged. <laughs> me too. <laughs> What's taking it out of you? That's a good question. I maybe it's like my ADD really like having a moment, but I am a late person. We know this, but I have just been feeling like I cannot get a grasp on time lately. Mm. Just like they're like, I don't know. Like either I'm, and I think it's like maybe I'm feeling extra tired because I'm like sick and stuff, and it's just I look up and I'm already late. And I haven't eaten in eight hours and I don't have time to you know, stop and I don't have the forethought to cook and I just feel like there's not enough time. And then it's 10 p.m. and I'm like, I should just eat sleep for dinner because I don't, you know what I mean? Like, just cannot get a grasp on time. That is exactly how I feel. I just all of a sudden I'm like, oh. I got to do this, 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 and this. And now I can't fathom the thought of even like warming up a pizza roll. No. Like I just can't fathom it. If it's not. Oh, I bought a microwave though. Ooh. Hear me out. So uh, my new apartment. Uh, Congratulations. Oldest child didn't come with a microwave fair. So I was like trying to be a girly who didn't need a microwave. <laughs> I was trying to be, I don't know, crunchy granola didn't need a microwave. Um, and then finally, like, two days ago, I was like, I can't live like this. Like, I have food in my fridge that I don't know how to heat up. <laughs> I think popcorn would really fuck me up. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's it for me. I think I just need to start checking my Adderall again and maybe, like, slowing down. Yeah. But how? I feel like I'm moving slowly. I almost Googled today before our meeting. Yeah. How do people do it all? <laughs> <laughs> No, because literally. Because, like, my new makeup case. I don't. They don't. Like, my new makeup case came. I needed to re-upload my bio because somehow it's not in the drive. Mm-hmm. The podcast episode got a little bit cut weird. And I had just come from a long-ass day of work. I need an oil change. I got about, like, five other things to do. I haven't eaten. I need to make a smoothie. And I'm just like, how do you do it all? And I don't even really have responsibilities. <laughs> one of those responsibilities was like do our optional hobby of a podcast and to make a smoothie <laughs> literally and you know what that shit's exhausting so i understand it is um i okay here's the thing i think neurotypical people have an easier time doing more things because sometimes people talk about like the amount of things they do in a day and i'm like couldn't be me like literally no matter how hard i tried couldn't do that um and yeah you the 
I think everyone just gets less done in a day than they could, would like to, maybe. Right. Or, like, they think that they could. Like, hypothetically, yeah. if I planned every single minute, I could get all that shit done. But, like, who and would want to do that? away. I, yeah. I'd be deceased. I would perspire. That, too. <laughs> I had to start wearing a sweatband when I cleaned my house. Ooh. Because the sweat was distracted mm-hmm. from the cleaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's there's a lot to do. I mean, I'm also in my Jenna Marbles kick. We're for comfort. I've been rewatching old Jenna Marbles videos, and one of them was like things I get excited about as an adult. And one of them was like when you get ex- excited about something that you don't want, but you have to buy. That's being an adult. Yes, bitch. Getting excited about cool floor mats. Who the fuck wants to spend money on unless you're a car bro on cool floor mats? Literally, I felt like a dad. But you need them. And you're excited because they do make your life better. Yeah. And I bought the good ones, right? Like, I just didn't buy any old ones. Yeah. Just similarly this week, I had to get new windshield wipers because mine were flappy. Mm -hmm. And I got the Bosch snow ones. I was like, while I'm here, I might as well get some fancy ones. I love that. They're everything. I feel fancy when I use my de-icer spray that I bought, mm. like, last winter mm-hmm. for just this time. Because I am not one to preheat the car, especially on a day when it's, like, not actually frigid out. No, if just... you don't have an automatic start, I'm not preheating the car. Like, I'll turn it on and, like, scrape or, like, wipe the snow yeah. off. But, like... You got 90 seconds. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and I just give it a little... Melts that shit. Hit the road. Maya. Out the door. Exactly. I love that for you. I love that for us. Car improvements. Car improvements. With Maya and Angela. <laughs> <laughs> for this week's Fuck, Mary Kill, But Not, your people options are your dad, a YouTube video, and an instruction manual. And you may be thinking, what the fuck? One of these people is going to teach you how to do the following. Uh-huh. How to change your oil. Mm-hmm. About the birds and the bees. Or how to use Microsoft Excel. Oh, no. <laughs> um, shit. Okay. I feel like this one's maybe a little bit easier than past ones. So I'm going to have my dad teach me about the birds and the bees. Okay. He didn't. No. And he shouldn't. Did anyone? As we've discussed, I was, you know, educating myself. I was doing my own research. Oh, yeah. And then when my mom realized that, she like came into my room when I was in fifth grade and was like, it's time to talk about it. And I put the covers over my head and screamed until she left. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nice i heard a little bit <laughs> about like people are gonna wanna touch you and i was like ah. so i'm gonna have my father um consensually teach me about the birds and the bees go off and <laughs> um because i think he'd keep it concise mm-hmm. uh as factual as he knows yes factual to him and i think it'd be emotionless and i think i'm yeah. fine with that and i think he'd do like a funky little metaphor like the birds and the bees or something else yeah, I don't even know what he would do with that. He doesn't say too much. No, uh, I can't imagine he's saying penis. <laughs> so like, I would use YouTube to teach me about Excel. Okay, I learn well through YouTube, and so I've tried to learn things about like Excel and Google Sheets and that kind of thing, and I've had to do it through YouTube because I have to like watch someone do it, read someone do it, watch someone do it for more times. Do it myself, mess it up, watch someone do it again. Like, I have to, like, keep being able to watch something to be able to get it. That's how I learned how to edit our podcast. 
you know yeah youtube is a resource so i think youtube would be really the only one that would proficiently teach me how to use excel my dad Mm-mm. he'd be like so this is a grid <laughs> and you can write in it i like- recently got a microsoft <laughs> excel lesson and i don't fucking know oh it does so much it does so much and i won't and I got a lesson in one specific sheet and how to work that sheet. And I still don't fucking know, Maya. I'm sitting here looking at it like, <laughs> what? There's like entire classes on Excel. And I would love to take one. Oh, me too. I those, would love to. Those girlies who use it for budgeting. Yeah. Better than me. I you could, could use never. it for anything. I could never. Um, And then I would use an instruction manual to figure out how to change my oil. Okay. I feel like that's, more well, manual and, well physical manuel (laughs) (laughs) like a small win um i feel like that's a physical task and like i would still be able to learn how to do something physical from like a physical instruction manual as opposed to like if i have a physical manual telling to teach me how to do excel or how to fuck (laughs) i agree i I wouldn't i wouldn't know how and i think instructions from your dad or a youtube person on how to change your oil could be shoddy. No. You know? No. It's my, like you don't know that they know what they're doing. Oh, I trusted that my family, like specifically my dad and my grandpa, knew about cars for all too long until I kept buying duds of cars and was like, wait, you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You know about <laughs> as much as me, which is try your best. Like, <laughs> which is Google before you go. Like, literally. No. So, uh, no, I would just, I feel like I'd be able to, it's it's a tangible thing. Yeah. What do you do? You jack it up. Yeah. You get under there. You're twisty. You, you catch do it. it. You're twisty back. You pour it in. It pees out. And then you pour some back in. In theory, I understand it. So yeah, I would learn that from a physical instruction manual. So smart. We are going to use the cast of the 2000s Charlie's Angels, Lucy Liu, Cameron Diaz, and Drew Barrymore. Hot. It, my yeah my gay awakening and you must pick who do you want to woo so you'd be doing the wooing who do you want to be wooed by and who do you want to have a situationship with ah, okay i would like to be wooed by lucy lou because can you imagine you'd be the luckiest girl in the world that's what I know the fuck i was thinking in theory i'd be the luckiest bitch in the world exactly there you go yes um, I would like to woo Drew Barrymore. Mm. She's having a moment. She's always having a moment for me, at least personally. <laughs> Fair. And I would like to have a situation with Cameron Diaz because she just got sneaky link energy. <laughs> She's got a sneaky link face. White Latina. It's a white Latina. <laughs> I think. <laughs> That would be a great situationship. I think so, too. Yeah, I think that's exactly what I would choose as well. Okay, that bum-ass video you sent me of Drew Barrymore talking to fucking Mindy Kaling on TikTok. They were talking about, what's his name, BJ Novak? Yeah. I hated that shit. On uh, Drew Barrymore's talk show. Yeah, because they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything. You're mad because no tea was spilled? Yes, because Mindy wasn't like, that is in fact my baby daddy. And she never will. <sighs> Here's the thing. It's either... So the the controversy Angela's talking about is the fact that Mindy Kaling has one child. 
Two. Two children. It hasn't announced publicly who the father is because she doesn't have to. Um, but there's large speculation that her friend and longtime writing partner, BJ Novak, is the father. Here's the thing. Either he's not the father, and it's it's weird for us to keep saying that. <laughs> or he is the father, and it's weird for her to be on talk shows like, he's a great pal to my kids. Could you imagine? No, because she got on that fucking Drew Barrymore show, looked those cameras in the eyes, and said... He's the godparent of my children. Anyone who has an ex that they've been friends with for 18 or 19 years will understand. Was it but- ex? Yes. I thought she said friend. Yeah, go on. No. Okay. Ex, who okay. turned into a friend for 18 or 19 years. No one can relate. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows what you're talking about, Mindy Kaling. Literally, she said that like, oh, every you know that ex you've had and you've known for... I don't have an ex that I've been friends with for fucking three years. Much as <laughs> 18 to 19 and I want them to be a part of my children's life. You, She lives such a singular life and she's like, you know what I mean, Drew Barrymore. No. No one has a straight, cis, white man ex that they're like, comedian. please be in my kids' lives. Hey, no male Mindy. comedian, be around my children, said no one ever. <laughs> And that is why BJ Novak is Mindy Kaling's baby daddy. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Oh my god. See, that's why I said it to you. Because I knew that this is your topic. Yes. I'm so annoyed, bro. Like, shut the fuck up. I do think it's wild to ask on a talk show. Because, like, don't... Usually you have to get permission. Like, beforehand, they, like, give it to the the talent to be like this is what we're going to talk about i'm sure she had permission which is wild to me if you don't want to talk about it mindy's been edging us for years and like she's want to lie and eat hot chip i also changed my answer i think i would like to woo no i'd like to woo lucy lou okay and i like drew barrymore to woo me because she feels like a hopeless romantic yeah you know yeah who would like rent me a hot air balloon or something yeah fair enough and lucy lou i would do anything for her anything it just feels right for you to be down on your knees begging. yeah if she was like trying to get me i'd be like know your place (laughs) goddess of my life like what are you talking about let me kiss the ground you walk on lucy lou no i'd like to play it cool angela what's been minorly inconveniencing you lately swifties that new album is bad. Did you listen to it? Yes, because someone was playing it. Not, like, by choice. Like I was trapped. Someone was playing it. And I, just, like, the lyrics, like, every now and then I would hear something and I would be like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you... She writes that in music? Yeah, I'm like, you said that? So I pulled some quotes for us to talk about. Oh, I'm excited. I love a hater with receipts. Like, but bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? Okay, a song with Lana Del Rey called Snow at the Beach. The chorus, Cocaine? The chorus goes, it's like snow at the beach. Weird, but fucking beautiful. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> yeah, she writes music for, like, f- fake deep white girls get like that shit would have gone over well when i was 12 i'm not 12 anymore and neither is she okay neither are her fans 
Midnight Rain sounds like it should be an Usher or Zayn song. It's got like R&B fucking vibes. Like, I need you to hear this shit. I'm cracking up. Okay. Rain. He wanted it comfortable. I wanted that pain. He wanted a bride. I was making my own name. Chasing that fame. Ah! Angela just played for me maybe the worst song I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I'm just like, millennials, how are you relating to that? How are you relating to Snow on the Beach, weird but fucking beautiful? It's like the Facebook post of music. You're like, yeah, you said something vaguely relatable and kind of confusing. Sure, I'll give you a like. Like, uh, I pulled up Taylor Swift albums because one, she has 37. Literally. um, Hyperbolically. And two, because I was trying to figure out, like, when did I stop listening to Taylor Swift? Uh, I think it was... Como se dice fearless in 2008. <laughs> like, I don't think I've listened to like more than a single since fearless. Yeah. Like, she really peaked. Didn't you have Speak Now? Because for some reason, I associate the Speak Now album with you. Don't ever say that to but me. But, like, specifically the album art. I was going to say, I, I think that's why it's because I can't see the album art when I Google it. Okay. See. It's this one. Uh, mm. You would. Why do you associate that with me? I don't know if you had the CD. I don't know if you had a poster or what. No, the last CD I had was um, Fearless. That's for sure. Um, I had Taylor Swift by Taylor Swift, like the first album, the country album. Yeah, the like real country album. The band. No, I like maybe know the most songs off this album post Fearless because it like is the literal next one. But no, I like don't know most of the songs on here. I had the Taylor Swift by Taylor Swift CD that said, I'll tell my friends you're gay. Classic. Classic. And why didn't she leave that in? We all know she's gay. Yeah. Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. Ta- more like Taylor's PC version. Ugh. Um, so yeah, I'm not a Swifty. I very much understand that. Her fan. Here's the thing is, I feel like I don't ever hear anything from her fans. I only hear people talking about her and her fans. Like, I don't know any active Swifties in my life. I was blown away when I found out that she was going on a stadium tour. She's white people Shakira. I was fucking blown away when I found out that Taylor Swift was going on a stadium tour. And then someone that I work with who's a Harry is also a Swifty. And I was like, are you a Swifty? Did you blah, 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 blah. And I was like, no. And she's like, tried to talk to me about it. And I'm like, no and no i I don't want to i have no like no and every now and then i feel like i go through a moment where i'm like taylor swift has got some bangers and that she does no she does she's got uh she's got two handfuls of banger singles yes maybe two or three b-sides yes and that's about it and 13 albums you're not janet jackson call it a day (laughs) Like, <laughs> slow down. You can stop. But Literally. I think she is Janet Jackson. Oh, Stadium oh tours. <laughs> oh, that just, I had a visceral reaction to that. Okay. She's going on stadium tours. Fair. And they sold out. One of the handfuls of, one of the songs in the handful, though, I will say, Antihero is cunt. I thought it was annoying at first. And I still do. 
But what is going on with sometimes I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm a monster on the hill. No. And no. then it, later in the song, she talks about having a dream that her daughter-in-law killed her for the money. And oh. I was like, you know what? That's cunt. I've got to give it to you. <laughs> I was like, that is cunt. That's a wild thing to sing about. And you know what? I'm here for it. Can I tell you what I've been inconvenienced by? Please. Uh, I'm inconvenienced by people who are on time. Hear me out. <laughs> I'm chronically late. We talked about my ADD having a spiraling moment. But I am inconvenienced when someone's like, oh, you know, two weeks in advance or in advance. We have plans this day at 3 p.m. And then they're like, the day of. Hey, I got done a little bit earlier. Do you want to meet at 2? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I've planned my whole day to be ready to be there at 3. No, I cannot be there at 2. Bitch, you're lying. You don't even want to be there at 3. You want to be there at 3.30. Yeah, 3.45 if possible. Yes. Like, <laughs> the only reason I was on time to your house last weekend is because I was so late to the other thing I was supposed to go do before that, that it got canceled. Bitch, you were half an hour late. We had it scheduled at 1. You said I'm going to be there at one thirty. No, it was scheduled at 12.30. I said I was going to be there at 1 because 12.30. You know what oh. I mean? It's flexible. It's not. <laughs> Your chronic lateness drives me fucking insane. And it's something I know about you and it drives me fucking insane. I will, however, never hit you with a, do you want to do this earlier? Oh, I can never do it earlier. I will never hit you with that. And I'm really trying really hard to even try and do it on time. Still can't. You remember that time you watched me paint a plate and I was real rigid about it? Uh Uh-huh. That's how I feel about being somewhere on time. I hate being on time. Yeah. It stresses me out. I'm sorry that I'm always late. I hate being late. It stresses me out. Because, like, I just feel like I'm like, okay, we're going to do the thing. We're going to do the thing. We're going to do the thing. Okay. We're going to do the thing. And I just feel like I'm, like, in, like, we're going to do the thing. Waiting mode? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get waiting mode. Yeah. I get, like, oh, it's, there are time? Mm -hmm. Time is happening? That's the mode I get. I know. I'm sorry (laughs) that that stresses you out. It's Okay. I'm I'm, genuinely- I'm sure I also stress you out. Like no. when we lived together and I was like, okay, well, I'm ready to go now. Yeah, I don't do well with that. I need like a mm-hmm. I need time beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild to me. I can't just get up and start moving. Mm. What am I? A soldier? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. I cannot just be like, hey, you ready to go now? No, never. <laughs> Not even if I'm fully dressed waiting at the door. No, no, I'm. I need time to mend. And let prepare. me put this into yes, that that part. Let me put it in perspective for you listeners. <laughs> she's not like up and getting ready during this time. No, she's mentally preparing. Yeah, maybe watching a TikTok or three hundred, rolling around in bed. Mm-hmm. And it drives me personally insane. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've started arriving fifteen minutes late to things. As you should. You because deserve of that you. flexibility. Well, things with you. You deserve that flexibility in your life. Yes. I'm glad I could give that to you. <laughs> well, no. Now it's just like a rigid <laughs> 15 minutes. Oh. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes I really do try to be on time. I believe you. I try so hard. Today, I didn't even go get food before I came here. Because I was like, no. I should be respectful <laughs> of Angela's time. And you were right. <sighs> it's so hard for me. <laughs> um. So, yes. Being on time is very hard for me. Yeah. But, like... No, I'll never move something up. 
I am ready for it to be, not the time that it is at. Yeah, I don't want to move something up. Never move something up. (laughs) It's just hard for me. I don't perceive time. I don't know how to start. I think that's fine. Those of us who perceive time too much just have scheduled our lives around it. I'm going to just be late. Fair. Yeah. I don't know. I try sometimes. Sometimes. Well, yeah, because sometimes I'm like, there's no need to be on time right now. I've also like, tried to like to I've the movies. Also, like, really adopted that mindset. Because mm-hmm. one time you were like, we're not going to be late to the pool, and I was like, I beg to differ. It's the pool, but I think about that with other things. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that at the movies. Like, Me too. I recently went to the movies with my person, and they wanted to get there 15 minutes before it was supposed. No, to No, because I'm not getting there early. I'm I'm sure the fuck not getting to a movie early. And like early. we did it, and so we were there like fifteen or twenty minutes before like the movie was gonna start. And I was like, oh, I've got plenty of time to like. We were at Sycamore, which has a Dollar Tree attached to the mall. I was like, oh, I can like run to the Dollar Tree and get candy because we're here ridiculous we're here 30 minutes before the movie starts they're like no now granted there were other extenuating circumstances um because i know they're gonna listen to this so like i didn't end up going to get candy but i was like we're i should go get candy i'm 30 i'm arguably 45 minutes early for this i show up late to movies like i was just like perplexed as to even the concept of getting to a movie not only on time but early i was just mind fucking blown by it it cramps my vibe. Being on time cramps my vibe. I like to show say, up. It jams my Glock. What did he say? It jams my Glock. It jams my Glock. It jams my Glock. <laughs> I want to show up hurried and like have a moment where everyone looks at me, but then every, everything's already moving. I don't want to have to wait for things to get going. Have it going when I get there. That's how I feel about being on time. I got here on time. Get it going. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I have a problem with time. That's all right. I'm sorry to those who it affects. I think that's like the theme of this episode. We found it. (laughs) Maya can't figure out time. That's all right. Can't figure out credit unions either, but here we are. What are you teaching me about this week? Get ready for carpet time. Carpet time. Carpet time. So today. Yes. We are learning about the butterfly effect. Right? Sounds fun. It's not fun. I was learning about it. Not fun. It's not a fun thing to learn about. No? (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Butterfly effect. Fun. Pop culture. Yeah. No. Scary, though. Math. Physics. Yeah. Meteorology. Bad. Oh, my God. Okay. Why bad? Because I don't like math or physics. I kind of like math, but mental. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> mental maths love yeah long div- i like long division specifically but like other than that <laughs> recently the kids were like we're gonna learn long division i love long and division. they started fucking around and doing it on the opposite way and i was like that's wrong and they were like well we haven't learned yet <laughs> they're like but we're trying they're like i just kind of know the vibes and i was like okay cute room learn uh, your skill baby <laughs> <laughs> so when i first had searched up the butterfly effect you get the well, there's like over 60 short uh short films, movies and TV episodes um titled after the butterfly effect, but the big one that comes up is the 2004 R-rated sci-fi thriller with Ashton Kutcher. 
called the butterfly effect called the butterfly effect i do think i remember this movie really it's on hbo i've never seen it but like i remember it as like a cultural touchstone okay like an event interesting i think this movie is the reason i've heard of this theory really okay that's interesting so i really just want to put that in there we're not gonna talk about the movie but i just like ashton kutcher (laughs) yeah um tell me what you know about the butterfly effect isn't it like if you do no i don't okay i don't really (laughs) i keep thinking of this in my head it's like it could all be different well yeah essentially so it's a but yes effect with an a it goes alphabetically so an effect comes with causes an effect one comes before the other a comes before e so i remember it i don't that mm-mm. that didn't help that's no. okay that's okay <laughs> that was not it for me but that's all no right no worries no worries so the example that edward norton lawrence gave um that essentially started this whole poo-poo shindig <laughs> pee pee poo poo pop culture phenomenon was uh he wrote a paper about uh can the flap of a butterfly's wings in brazil cause a tornado in texas that was like the name of the paper bad name for a paper let's start there um and so he was like can the minor perturbations perturbations of a butterfly's wings in brazil cause these effects that end up causing a tornado in texas i do remember that being like a butterfly can cause a tornado for some reason i always grew up thinking it was a butterfly causes a tsunami okay yeah a butterfly causes a deadly weather event yes well lawrence was a meteorologist right so this ties into weather as well okay sure what which is your favorite thing it is so don't worry, I did some I did some weather research. You'd be proud of me. Okay. Just wait until we get into it. You'll Look at being, you perceiving the weather. You'll stop being proud of me. <laughs> so <laughs> um Lawrence originally used a different metaphor to talk about this. Uh he originally titled the paper, um, Can a Seagull Cause a Storm? Girl, go to hell. But they That's were like, silly. But someone was like, it should be more poetic. And that's where we yeah. got a butterfly in Brazil and a tornado in Texas. Alliteration, my guy. Okay, but can a seagull cause a storm is alliteration. But seagulls are ugly. Uh, so yeah, they were like, make it more artsy. Make it more sellable. Make it more TED Talky. There you go. So many TED Talks on this. Mm. Didn't watch any of them. Oh, what? Thank God. Yeah. If you were like, if I was like, cite your sources and you were like, well, Ted uh, said, <laughs> I'd beat your ass. <laughs> so uh, now we're talking about chaotic systems. Weather in meteorology is a chaotic system, like, which is essentially to say there are so many small changes that can result in so many different effects, so many different versions of the weather that it is classified as a chaotic system. That's so cool. Right. So. Yes, the further backward or forward in time that we look, or Lawrence, the meteorologist, looks, the less accurate those predictions are, right? So, which is to say, this is all about predicting, right? So, can the butterfly effect predict where these very large, random, and chaotic systems, how they're going to end up? The answer is no. They're too chaotic. Right, and it's like, no, 
it's so chaotic that we can't go that far forward in the future. Exactly. So something that I thought really summed this up well for me was in a YouTube comment. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, better than a TED Talk, baby. (laughs) By James Denisius. Um, Give him his credit. James Denisius. (laughs) James said um, to talk about chaotic systems and the butterfly effect. The exact present exactly predicts the future. But the approximate present doesn't approximately predict the future. Bitch, what? <laughs> Which is to say, so exactly this pinpoint moment in time, we can exactly predict the future. But, well, of weather, right? If we took all of these things, typed it into a computer, the computer would give us one outcome. But if we approximate and say, well, this is going on over here, and this is going on over here, and the pressure is different from here to here, and like there are all these different variables, and we approximate what's happening at this moment we cannot approximate an outcome in the future which is what's done we can't pick one moment in time and like we'll use weather we can't pick this very minute and be like well the weather tomorrow is gonna look like this because this minute the weather looks like this right so in theory if we used this exact moment we could get an exact outcome for the weather but that's just not how meteorology works they use an approximation of all the different variables that are happening right now So they say, okay, all these different things are happening. They take all those variables into account. And the chaos theory says that because we're using an approximation of all those variables and not a pinpoint exact moment, we can't approximate the future, right? We get the chaos or we get things that go all over the spectrum of where the weather could go. Because a butterfly flaps its wings and all of a sudden 30 different things could happen. In theory, Mm -hmm. what's going on with the weather right now should be able to predict the future. But it can't. Yeah. So right now we take all of our approximations and make approximations about the future. Mm -hmm. But those approximations can be so varied because it's chaotic. Because the weather is chaotic. It's a chaotic system. We're following. Ish. It's just to say, the weather is wild. Okay. Let me- yeah, which is what I'm getting. And I understand, like, the <laughs> idea of a chaotic system, right? And, like, why right now won't predict the future. Yeah, exactly. So, and so, yes. I mm-hmm. under, like, but it's a, a lot to think about, I guess. It's so much to think about. Yeah. It's a uh, lot to think about. So, now we're going to get into weather forecasting is kind of where this took me next. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So this was an interesting fact that I found. So um, by the eighth day of a forecast made by a meteorologist, that forecast is less accurate than if they use a historical average of the conditions for that day, which is to say that we just can't predict that far into the future. The further you go out, the less likely it is to be accurate. Yeah. Right. Which kind of seems like common sense when you put it into the science words and then it doesn't feel like common sense. Yeah. But essentially... Yeah, we can't predict so far in the future and we can't predict so far in the past because there are so many variables that they all create this chaotic system that make it too hard to predict. Right. Um, so, yeah, like the eighth day of a forecast is just about as likely to be accurate as just being like, well, historically it looked like this. So I think that gives a little bit of credit and context to what meteorologists do, which like you might have already known, but I did not. Of kind of like how they did their predictions. Yeah. 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 Well, and it gives a lot of com- context to like a farmer's almanac. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So uh, that 
that took me down um, ensemble forecasts. So meteorologists use ensemble forecasts. So instead of just being like, well, I think tomorrow it will be 85 and sunny, right? They take all those variables and they run their computer tests <laughs> a bunch of times and then they get all these different options. It could be 85 and sunny. It could be 83 and sunny. It could be 80 and partially cloudy, right? They get all these different things because of all those different variables. And so that is then what they use to then pull like what they think is the most likely. So there's an aspect of like their influence of like, this is most likely to happen based on how far out they're predicting. That's an ensemble forecast. So they just pick which one they like? Or which one they they think think that they think will be the most likely, essentially, which is why if you're looking at a, you know, a 14 day forecast, like that's why Joe Winters is always like, it's going to (laughs) snow, you know, take it with a grain of salt if it's that far out because they run the tests and the chaos theory, 30 different options all over the map. Right. And I feel like I do know this because I'm someone who will check a 14 day forecast every fucking day. Yes. I get in the Weather Channel app and I'm scrolling. <laughs> How far does it go? You've got real life experience. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. I know that like it can be like predicted to be so beautiful and it's crusty. Yep. Or it can be predicted to be so crusty. And then I'm like, wow, this is actually a really nice day. Yep. I'm really loving this. But if you make that prediction closer. So if we made a prediction today for tomorrow, that was called now casting. Or like if it's, I th- I don't remember the exact time span, but if it's like less than a day, it's now casting, not forecasting. Um, and you have more likelihood of being correct because the chaotic system hasn't gotten a chance for all the perturbations to create all these different varied outcomes. So what these hoes do is really they're weather trackers, not weather forecasters. Well, they do still have to be like, I think it's going to be this. You know but they mean? have to, but, like, the only thing that they can, like, really stand on is, like, here's what it's doing. Right now, it's this. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's so weird. Um, And so, ensemble forecasts are often represented by spaghetti charts. Um, <laughs> Which I just thought was really, infu- was really funny because, like, bitch, a spaghetti chart. That is really funny, and I didn't expect it to be so cute. It is really cute, and, like, I'm going to share it with you. It'll also be on our Instagram. So it's called a spaghetti chart because, supposedly, the lines look like spaghetti. People be naming shit. I thought it was funny because of all the different um, types of charts there are. Never heard of spaghetti. So this comes from the meteor- I mean, they do have, like, pie charts and shit, though. That's true. Um, this comes from the meteorological meteorological office um, of the UK, also known as the Met Office. They had some really great information on there. So these are this is an example of all of the ensemble, or the ensemble is the group of multiple forecasts in a spaghetti chart. So they're saying um, that circle, the analysis, as they're running an analysis of what you know weather will look like in the future, and then on our x-axis is time right so the further we get through time the further apart those lines are those spaghetti noodles are which is showing that there's a lot of different options based on all these variables and then essentially they kind of just like split the difference they say well it's most likely going to be in the middle which makes sense yeah because you can still have extremely hot temperatures or extremely cold or like extremely windy or whatever um but those are typically outliers so they usually split the difference right and this is what it would look like 
And this is why the weatherman's always wrong. I mean, essentially. Like, it's kind of a job where you can't win. No. Because people don't understand what they do. Exactly. And that's what I mean is, like, they're more of, like, weather trackers. They yes. can definitely tell you what it's doing right now. Yeah. They can now cast, right? But, like, forecasting? Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So, then my next question was, why do we even predict the fucking weather? Why not raw dog it? I knew that would piss you off. Because. <laughs> because. So, I Googled it. And a lot of places were just saying, to protect life and property. And I said boo to that. I just feel like I wanted a better answer than that. Why do we know what the weather is doing? To protect life and property. Sure, I guess. I feel like it's the property that really threw you. Well, I mean, I think it both threw me. I was like, what does this have to do with my life? I'm not smart about the weather, Angela. I've learned. Okay? So. <laughs> you ever heard of freezing to death? I well, you know, typically you know if it's gonna be cold. How would you know if you don't? It's the time of the year when it gets cold. But it's been forty degrees today. If you wake up and you assume that it's also gonna be forty degrees tomorrow, but somehow there's a mega mega drop in weather rate and it's negative twenty, and you don't know that, right? Because you haven't been outside, you haven't checked the weather, and you go outside with your light breezy forty degree jacket on that you've got on right now, you'll fucking freeze. And then you have to turn around and change and you'll be even later. <laughs> okay. True. If just, you don't know that there's a tornado coming, you get sweeped off the road. And then true. you might not even die. Worst case scenario, you live through it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to deal with that trauma. Angela, please. Here's the thing. <laughs> You're correct. Yes. You just also know that I don't perceive the weather very well. Okay. Don't perceive time. Don't perceive the weather. Okay? Things I'm not good at. And yet you're researching the butterfly effect. Because I thought it was going to be easy breezy <laughs> cover girl. I thought it was going to be ooh la la Hollywood. <laughs> it's not. You could have just watched the movie. True. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So then I found this nice website that was like, why do we even look at the weather? Okay. It gave me some nice answers. So I wrote some of them. Wrote some of them down. So one of them, which I thought was really poetic, was... To make an uncertain future a little more certain. That's cute. It's giving, like, local news. It's giving, like, you looking at the weather two weeks in the future just so you can have something to be prepared yeah, for. Yeah, it's like I can control. Yeah, it's <laughs> something I can control. It also, like, is a slogan that's giving, like, local news. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. You know what I mean? I thought that one was nice. It's cute, though. I mm -hmm. like it. But, yeah. Another was uh, to plan for transportation hazards. Which, obvious, right? I didn't think of it. You also told me one time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. One time we were talking about the snow. And I was like, it's a, it's so, like, it's a nightmare to drive in. It's so unsafe to drive in. And you were like, yeah, I guess I don't really think of it that way. And I was like, Maya, you flipped end over end because of winter <laughs> hazardous conditions. And you don't really think of it that way? No. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's snowing. I guess I'll go a little slow. It blows my <laughs> mind. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm just quirky like that, I guess. It's funny when they talk about like how depression comes with anxiety and anxiety comes with depression. Because mm -hmm. I think we're at two very opposite ends of that. <laughs> like, what do I'm, you mean? 
so anxious all the time right and then like mm-hmm. my depression will pop up a little bit mm-hmm. and i think like you're so depressed and then like your anxiety really pops up a little bit yeah and so i think that's where this like weather difference is really coming from yeah i'm like i left the house today i can't prepare for anything else <laughs> okay the and fact me- that i got out of bed is a win black ice my ass like <laughs> and my ass is over here like if i can play in 14 days in advance <laughs> I'll feel better. We track the weather for anxious people. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then some of the other ones were like, uh, for people with health-related issues. I never thought of that. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then examples are like allergies, asthma, heat stress. I learned a lot about heat stress. We don't have time to go into that, but it was interesting. Yeah. That they're just hot jobs. Or even like physical disabilities. Uh, yeah, and then I was like, literally, if you have to like navigate the outdoors. Yeah. A brazy which like right i think about it for two seconds i'm like yeah duh but like hadn't thought about it for two seconds so yeah well yeah mind blown <laughs> yeah and just like slipping into that pattern of like well i don't have to think about it so exactly. why should other people yes eye-opening yes um and then the last one that i thought was funny was it helps the, predicting the weather helps people know if they need to leave early for work I sure regular in the regularly in the winter, as we know, I'm late. I go outside. I look at my cards covered in snow, and I said I was already running late. Um, <laughs> no, no, and then I just have to clean off my whole car. Like, just fully couldn't have predicted that. Not me, not I. I'm a now caster. I can tell you right now, there's snow in my car, and I'm late. My boobs predict that it already snowed last night <laughs> did you ever see that facebook meme that was like this rock predicts the weather is the rock wet it's raining is the, is the rock swinging around it's windy it's- <laughs> that's kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> they kind of ate with that i feel like that's like classic classic facebook meme that is hilarious so really that's everything i have to tell you about the butterfly effect and then i have a little game for us Ooh. Um, before we get into the fun times, do you have any thoughts on the science and physics of it all? I just think that, like, there's a point, right, sometimes where I get into, like, science and research and I'm like, this feels a little pointless. Like, studying this feels a little pointless. And I think studying the butterfly effect feels a little pointless because it is, like, such part of a chaotic system that it's, like, sure, potentially a seagull could cause a storm, but, like, we don't know. (laughs) we don't know how to make it happen we don't know how to stop it we don't know how to predict it so like yeah it doesn't fucking matter that's where i got to where i was like we needed we you know history and science needed to be able to prove this so that we could prove other things but do i need to get into the nitty-gritty of the mathematical equation of two pendulums chaotically moving through the air no i don't no me either i don't like (laughs) so yeah i feel like i did a good job explaining that because i was confused you did a really good job explaining that and it sounds like it's gonna be fun and it's not (laughs) (laughs) you said it sounded dainty and cute and cool and it wasn't so our improv game is um i'm gonna give you a scenario it's also on that document okay so you're gonna take the initial event that is you're given and then we're gonna go back and forth and explain in three sequential events what disastrous effect would happen on society okay okay so I'm going to start with this first one. Okay. The initial event is someone takes your drink at Starbucks. 
what happens after that seagull? I'm cussing out a Starbucks worker. They're driving home in tears. And don't see the ambulance coming up behind them, racing all speedy. And the ambulance just decides they got to take them out. <laughs> so next thing you know, they're in a car accident. Ambulance still trucking, but lost a fender. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how a seagull starts a storm. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> a stranger asks you for directions to a place you've never been. You lie. You tell them to turn right and left a couple times and you send them on their merry way. And they end up at a church they didn't want to be at. But at the church, there's a funeral happening. They're like, oh shit, we can't interrupt a funeral. They go to make a U-turn in the church parking lot. But little do they know that um, the Marines are carrying the casket on their shoulders into in, in the procession. And they mow down some Marines. And come to find out it was Barack Obama in that casket. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be Barack Obama? I was thinking big. I like that. Disastrous effect on society. Barack Obama, dead on the floor. (laughs) Rolls out of his (laughs) casket. It's on the news. Barry, no. Someone's Facebook living it. Michelle Obama beats your ass. (laughs) (laughs) And like a big fascinator hat, too. (laughs) Um, Kamala giggles. (laughs) <laughs> which one is the daughter that smokes weed sasha's smoking a joint in the back can't process for shit i'm gonna pick you get a hangnail on each of your fingers then instead of paying attention to the children at work i'm cutting my hangnails and the children at work because i'm not paying attention take a googly eye and shove it up their nose all of them and be- because they have a nose full of googly eyes uh, you have to call their parents and their parents have to leave work in the middle of the day. And because their parents have to leave work in the middle of the day in this tiny town, the town is left without workers and everything shuts down. No more businesses, no more town. And because everything shuts down, the purge happens. <sighs> and that kid can't even get them googly eyes out of their nose because they've been purged. And you, But the kids will get purged first because you could hear them coming because you could hear that googly eye rattling around their nose. And you, you hear the little pupil rattling around. Yeah. <laughs> Ask me how I know. <laughs> that happened? Yes, this week. <laughs> you run over a squirrel on your way to work. Okay, so you run over a squirrel on your way to work. And you stop because you're an animal lover. You get out of the car and you try and scoop it up with your fingers to give it a proper burial. And driving by is the animal control truck. And in the back, they've got 101 Dalmatians that love them some squirrel meat so next thing you know the animal control truck is shaking and rattling and all of the dalmatians get out and the 101 of them are on the street and so you're stressed you don't do well in high pressure situations you get back in your car you start you start driving away fast but next thing you know you're you've taken not, out you, a squirrel you're a squirrel I'm bad at improv. <laughs> but guess what? You've turned it, you're the squirrel. <laughs> Next thing you know, you've taken on a squirrel and 101 Dalmatians. I was like, how do I end with this not in another car crash? Just like all of my improv ends in car crash. Like, <laughs> it's the car crash improv twins. <laughs> I was watching a TikTok where they did that, like, 
here are what we think our icks are in like a couple and one of them was you got hit by a car last month bro those are so funny and so ruthless one of my icks you never put your spoons away one of my icks you got hit by a car last month (laughs) (laughs) i saw sisters doing one that was like i'm passing the phone to someone and one of the sisters looked so deep in her depression. She was in it. And they were like, I'm <laughs> passing the phone to someone who hasn't brushed their hair in so long. It's matted to the back of their head. I was, Damn, I was like, I'm so glad I don't have siblings. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got for you today. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you learned something today, shitties. I hope you did, too. Make sure to subscribe, download, and like this podcast and give it a review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Nishities Pod. That's like niceties with an H. Good night, shitties. <laughs>